0: Hello, Mr. and Mrs. America, all the ships at sea.
1: (laughs) Kaiser's Pizza and Pub, located at 510 57th Street in downtown Kenosha, has been delivering delicious, award-winning pizza since 2008.
2: Open seven days a week at 11 a.m., order up one of their fantastic specialty pizzas like The The Beast Beast. or their taco pizza, or just create your own. For more info, including online ordering, visit kaisersofkenosha.com.
1: For a great selection of beers, whiskeys, and gins. To their famous burgers and gourmet mac and cheese, Captain Mike's is a place to visit for your next dinner or drink.
2: Jeanette and Mick Kelly took over as new owners of this local hotspot located at 5118 6th Avenue in downtown Kenosha. And they've made some great improvements while keeping the special things that
1: Kenosha knows and loves. Captain Mike's opens weekdays at 11 a.m. And come on in early Saturdays and Sundays for their delicious brunch specials from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. For more, follow them on Facebook
2: and visit their website at CaptainMike'sPub.com. Um.
1: Today on the K-Town Connects podcast, our guest has been a great leader in our community as a school teacher, historian, volunteer, writer, and a former Kenosha County executive. Today we tip back a pint and connect with John Collins. Cue that music.
2: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of K-Town Connects. I'm your host, Jason, and with me is...
1: Donnie. What- hey.
2: How are you doing today, Don? I'm
1: doing fantastic today, Jason. I'm excited for this episode of the K-Town Connects podcast.
2: Yeah, and we're recording here at Luigi's Pizza, like always, at 7531 39th Avenue. They're open Tuesday through
1: Sunday. Give them a call at 262-694-6565. And check out their full menu and order online at luigispizzakitchen.com. And you know what? Cue that catchphrase. Order those pizza pies. (laughs) And
2: be sure to like us on Facebook. Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Hit that subscribe button, drop a
1: review, and tell your friends about the hottest podcast in town. And that's the K-Town Connects podcast. Also want to thank Dropping Daisies for that rockin' theme song, Thank You, Dropping Daisies.
2: Yeah, it's a great song. It is. Number one on the
1: charts. Still number one.
2: (laughs) And our Patreon supporters get to hear this episode early and ad-free. You can join the Patreon party by searching for K-Town Connects
1: at Patreon.com. Subscriptions start at just $2 a month, and you will get early ad-free episodes, all the cutting room floor material, all that juicy stuff, and even more great exclusive content. You can also check out our new segment. It is what it is. It's a great series where we have some fun and we got some great new stuff lined up.
2: We do. We yeah, do. It's gonna
1: be ec- it's gonna be
2: extraordinary. Bring back some old guests for some fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think so. And are you in the need of some new duds? Do you want to be the coolest cat in the room next time you're out in the town? Well, you need some K-Town Connects merchandise. And we have the merch store courtesy of The Lettering Machine. For all your exclusive K-Town Connects t-shirts, beanies, hoodies, face masks, and more... Visit our website, ktownconnects.com, and click on that merch banner for more.
1: And for all your garment print and embroidery needs, contact The Letter Machine. They are located at 720 50th Street. Check out their website at thelettermachine.com for more. And we need to take a moment to thank all of our sponsors. Kaiser's Pizza and Pub, located at 510 57th Street. Captain Mike's, 5118 6th Avenue. Union Park Tavern, 4520 8th Avenue.
2: The Pine Blossom is over on 5925 6th Avenue A.
1: And Lucci's Grandview. Say hi to Sarah and AJ at 6929 39th Avenue. All right. So what are we doing today, Donnie? Hey, we're going to be connecting with John Collins. Welcome aboard, John. How are you doing? Great uh, day. Yes. Sun is out. Yeah, the sun is out. It's The summer is almost here, right? Uh,
0: the summer has officially started, I think, <laughs> because it, we have sunshine and green stuff instead of snow so it's got to be spring at least when you say green stuff what are you referring to i'm referring not to the stuff that they sell in illinois oh, okay. that they can't sell here i am uh, <laughs> referring to the lawn that the parks department uh we pay the parks department to uh to mow.
1: oh okay i just didn't know which kentucky, way this podcast Ken, was gonna go kentucky <laughs> bluegrass how's ah, that ah. there we go i like that So, John, we're just gonna kind of get to know you a little bit. Um, You didn't grow up in Kenosha, did you? Oh, I never grew up at all. Uh, That was that's that's
0: the best deal. Uh, I was born up in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Uh, We lived right on the border between Wisconsin and Michigan. So, I guess we I moved from the extreme north to the extreme south of Wisconsin and kind of skipped the part (laughs) in the middle. The town that we lived in was such as it was was about a mile into Wisconsin, but everything else, including their post office address, was in Michigan. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we had uh, so I'm officially a Uper, which is the expression somebody in- invented up there, but it's kind of cool marketing th- sort of thing. And uh,
2: UP, U.P. Upper Peninsula, yeah. And,
0: and if you have, to, you have to put the accent on it, right, you have to talk like a Canadian. You say, I'm from the U P A. And so we are youpers. Um, so uh, we moved down here in the 50s because we lived on a farm, mm-hmm. and uh, it was it was a lot of hard work. And I was a little little tight at the time. And when I got to the point where I, I didn't want to do the work, I told the family to move. <laughs> um, so we moved down here. They, my dad got a job with the motors. This was a big deal back then. Uh-huh. Everybody, half of Kenosha came from either northern wisconsin upper michigan or from the deep south to move move here to get jobs in uh, the motors and the other industrial facilities that were in kenosha so we moved down here uh, settled in by columbus park Okay. And uh, l- l- that's where you learn to fight, you know, we lived, <laughs> in a- lived in a neighborhood, you protect yourself there. But uh, it was it was good. You know, we lived there. and went to Frank School
2: okay.
0: and um, everything has changed to go back there to the neighborhood now. And it's kind of not the same as it was. Yeah, though it, it wasn't. It wasn't the height of uh, society when I lived there, but it's <laughs> uh, it's unfortunately gotten a little bit more difficult in that area.
2: So you're down there at the Old Bradford, which is the really now.
0: At the Old Bradford, uh, Mary D. Bradford. We live by Columbus Park, so we were like 10 blocks away. Okay. So I did uh, I did walk to school every day.
2: What at, kind of kid were that, you were in high school? What, what kind
0: of kid? Yeah. I Troublemaker? Was, well, I didn't cause – you know, unfortunately, I look back and I said, <laughs> God, all of the – opportunities that I missed <laughs> to be a real troublemaker but no I wasn't a troublemaker I was kind of the nerdy kid in between I did stuff I was the photography editor of the mm. of the uh the, the yearbook and the, okay. the school newspaper and I did that kind of stuff okay. uh, it was it was a lot of fun
2: so tell us uh, about your your first girlfriend in high school
0: my first girlfriend in high school. Yeah. Oh, she was a beauty. Yeah, Ooh. she was. She was. That's why she didn't left me alone. She left me in the ditch. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, there was a very nice, very nice girl. We uh, we had a prom, 1963. God, that's a long time ago. Prom. I still have the picture somewhere in some box, someplace. Where was that held at? Uh, the the prom. Oh, the pr- the prom was held at. The Eagles Ballroom. Okay. Oh, that was now Marina Shores, but mm. then it was the Eagles Ballroom. They they, they were cu- they kept us overnight they, because they weren't going to no trouble. Oh. No trouble here. They kept an eye on everybody. They had lots of people with. Uh, they kept you
2: like locked in overnight. Uh, they kept us, oh yeah, they Ooh, kept us lock locked
0: in. in until the next morning. Then they made pancake breakfast for us, and then they.
2: So were any kids uh, like sneaking off in the dark corners uh, during the night? And
0: there were, <laughs> there were, there were big guys. <laughs> the, teacher, the teachers keeping an eye on everybody. And that was fun. So tell us about your first job. Oh Lord! I had a you know, when I was a little kid, you know, uh, when I was like, actually, somebody paid me to do something instead of the old man yeah. pointing <laughs> and say, "Move that." And, uh, I delivered newspapers, and you never could get a job with the Kenosha News because <laughs> that was kind of a locked-in sort of social thing. If you had, if you were at a higher rung in life than I was, you would get a job with the Kenosha Ooh. News. And I had to deliver. I delivered the um, Milwaukee Journal. Okay. On a bicycle, pick this big Schwinn bicycle, the big you know with the big tires. Yeah, and you put this bag on your side, <laughs> and it's full of like 50 60 pounds worth of newspapers, especially on Sundays. Huh? Uh, Sundays was a whole that's a whole other story, <laughs> but my route was from the easternmost was Frank's Diner, yeah, and I had. People all the way over to like Twenty Sixth Avenue and from Sixtieth Street to Fifty Second. That's Street. a hike. It was a big. And, well,
2: I and imagine like with the Milwaukee Journal, it's not as many subscribers. Like Kitch News would be like almost every person. Yeah, this you had one person was, every block or two and you know, they here had and there. And then you had to collect. Oh yeah, all the all collection this days. Little, yeah,
0: there's little piece of paper, a little three by five cards that punched out, and you had to go knock on people's doors mm-hmm. and they. Give me my $2. Yeah, 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 but you probably yeah, got yeah.
1: some good tips Christmas uh, time, right? Uh, no, no, tips, uh. some tips. Not in
0: that neighborhood you didn't get tips. <laughs> Best tip was duck. <laughs> <laughs> Look out, kid. Look out, kid, here at it was. Uh, you know, that was, it was fun. We did that. I did that. I uh, uh, delivered over the years uh, a whole bunch of different newspapers. You know, it's sort of mindless work, but then I you had to uh, I was doing that when I was um, in junior high school basically okay. and then after that it was I was a
2: Sammy man so when you were a kid what do you want to be when you grew up grown up <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, i you know i mean from from where i from what i was or where i came from or what the, my, my family and the neighbors did. Mm-hmm. I think there was a general presumption that I was going to end up on the line at the motors, where my dad and my all well, of my relatives were, oh, or right. at some other some other sort of place. And you know, people take their own path in life based upon who they are. Mm-hmm. And I uh, that just didn't fit. That just didn't fit me. It fit a lot of other people who I would for whom I have a great deal of respect, but it never fit. It never fit into to me. I just never that never interested me, and I couldn't imagine that. So I I was in um, graduated from high school, and I I was telling someone the other day. I remember sitting in one of the classes. You know, you're a high school kid, and they mm-hmm. you know, and the teacher says, "Oh, you know, it's getting toward the end of the year. So you know, started, where are you going? What are you gonna where are you going to school next year?" And um, uh, you know, uh, this one's going to. University of Wisconsin. This one's got some other fancy butt school. You know, <laughs> they're going around and around, and I, and they're coming to me, and I'm starting to perspire. Because <laughs> I am going to be the one who says,
2: oh, I don't know.
0: <laughs> uh, but I, 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 did go to doesn't exist anymore, KTI Kenosha Technical Institute, which was the forerunner of Gateway Technical okay. College, to study data processing. It hmm. was absolutely the worst, worst decision and the worst experience. Of my then short life. <laughs>
2: now, what, I, what was data processing? Would that computer, mean in the 60s? It, it meant you're supposed to run a computer. Okay. I don't know anything about a
0: computer. <laughs> I'm not really all that good in math. I can do math. I taught math, but I, this was on a whole different level. <laughs> and I didn't know what this was, what I was getting myself into. So I went there and this was the, the, the machine that we worked on. There was actually one of them in the computer museum. That's a, IBM 1640, oh, wow. 1620. I had a big old machine with punch cards and all that. <laughs> and I was just, I was totally lost. I was a complete and utter failure at that. I, <laughs> it's like, an, you know, then I think, oh my God, what am, I, what am I going to do? Yeah,
1: Right, uh, reality sets in. You Ooh. know, at some
0: point, the old, the old man's going to say, hey, you know, get out of here. You <laughs> know, you've you got to go find a job. <laughs> and so I ended up... Um, it's a group of friends, and one of the one of the uh, girls that was we hung around with was going to Racine Kenosha County Teachers College, no longer
2: exists. Okay. Uh,
0: I could sing the song, but you don't want to hear that. <laughs> uh, Racine Kenosha Teachers College out in Union Grove, and I went to school there. I decided I'll go try that. Yeah, I got get. I can't do this. The computer stuff was so bad. Picture this: they took a field trip to show us what we were going to be doing with the rest of our natural lives. Mm-hmm. So they put us in vans and they drove us down to Great Lakes Naval Training Center. So we are at Great Lakes, and there is a computer. I think my, I think that that Donnie's iPhone has more has more capacity, <laughs> and it was this thing was the size of China. Wow. and it's got lights flashing all over the place. And things are whirling, and and out comes this big stack of paper, it all you know, c- computer paper, all printed together,
2: mm-hmm.
0: hundreds of not thousands of pages with ones and zeros in it. <laughs> and they were guys were with with short sleeved white shirts and thin black ties, and thick glasses were going over it. And I said, what are they doing? He said, they're 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 checking the program. They're they're reviewing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and and if,
0: you know if you study hard, that's what you'll be doing. Oh yeah. That's when I said I'm out of here. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds very riveting. That sounds riveting. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I got to be with people. I can't sit there with a bunch of you know a bunch of paper
2: zeros and ones and zeros saying. and
0: ones and whirly guiggles going on and around. That doesn't work. So I went to uh, I went to Racine Kenosha Teachers College. When uh, walked in the door, and like that, I said, okay, my life has just remarkably changed. It was a miracle. I mean, it just, it was, I mean, it's a little dinky, little, no longer existing school, but it fit right into my wheelhouse, Mm -hmm. did that for two years, graduated from there and made lifelong friends because it was a small group and, you know, you you couldn't afford to have too many enemies in a group like that. (laughs) Uh, And then I went up to uh, University of Wisconsin, Oshkosh, graduated there and then came back to, to teach. And What did you study there? Uh, education. Okay. Uh, you know, so I came back and then taught for 10 years at Wilson School.
2: It was elementary. What grade did you
0: teach? Uh, I taught fifth and sixth, okay. general, yeah, fifth and sixth grade. All right. Uh, occasionally a little smaller kids, but, but that would be in very infrequently.
2: Over at Wilson, that's over on 45, 20, 33rd Avenue? That's it, hasn't moved. <laughs> they haven't moved uh, that yet. Was
0: a, it was a challenged neighborhood mm-hmm. and it was a challenging uh, role, and I did that for 10 years and in, enjoyed it immensely. I left teaching for a couple of reasons. One of them is because I saw a lot of other teachers who were f- social friends mm-hmm. or you know, a generation ahead of me who were teaching in my building who probably had the same passion and energy that I did when they were 25. Yeah, They were now not 25 anymore. Just beaten down. And the passion had just, they were there like, okay, sit down. And it, it, it was all of the energy and Dynamic stuff that we were doing with the kids just wasn't there now. That doesn't happen. I see I know teachers that were 65 68 years old still teaching and still had the fire. Yeah, but if you don't when you start When you're looking at that you say I don't know if I can continue doing that pretty soon I was afraid that it was going to become just a job Hmm. and uh, needed to have a move so I did
2: something else okay, so one more question before you we move on to that so a lot of people are saying that how Kenosha is so much worse these days. How is going to hell and blah, blah, blah. And you grew up in the Columbus Park neighborhood. You worked yeah. at a, yeah. a yeah. school in the, yeah. in the area. What's your opinion on that? Do you agree or disagree? Uh,
0: well, we've been saying we're going to go to hell since, <laughs> since the birth <laughs> of Christ, I think. And we probably have a couple of times. Um, it, things are – it's different. Yeah. It's different. I think I, everything's I, more mainstream I now. think this even... – I think that things are different. No. We had a lot of, Columbus Park area. We were, I and mean, my neighborhood, we were having a murder every year and a half or so within a few blocks of my
1: house. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, there was uh, there was gambling, a lot of gambling that went on. That was now now they're doing it online and it's all legal, I guess. <laughs> uh, but they had, we had we had bookies and stuff. There was a lot of other bad stuff, illegal stuff that was going on in the neighborhood. So things were tough then. Mm-hmm. I think it's there. It's different now. It's it's uh, there's not necessarily more or less. It's just different. I think okay. the dynamic is the dynamic is different than it was back then. And it's not, not to glorify what it was then or how it is now. Mm-hmm. But life is all about change, and the world changes. And you need to understand that. And it, the, the people who lose out in the world are the ones who who get very stubborn and say, back when I was a kid, it was all, like, good. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It mm-hmm. was different. So we have to recognize the differences and try to try to move the pendulum in a direction that perhaps is better for all of us. Mm-hmm. That's my
1: lecture for the day. Very well said. <laughs> okay. I agree with you 100% on that.
2: Yeah, I think we're going to take our first break real quick, and we'll be right back with more with John Collins
1: lucy's grand view check out this family owned and operated bar lucy's grand view located at 69 29 39th avenue come on in and unwind with a drink for your entertainment they have bar games food live music bingo and more the brother and sister team of sarah and aj Lucci look forward to serving you up some memories at Lucci's grand view Union Park Tavern has it all. Great food, great drinks, the best Friday fish fry around, live entertainment almost every day. Stop by and see for yourself. Union Park Tavern, located at forty-five twenty Eighth Avenue. That's Union Park Tavern. And we're back from that first break. That
2: was a great break, wasn't it? It really was. I got to use that great bathroom here at Luigi's Pizza Kitchen.
1: It's a fantastic bathroom. So uh, keep an eye out on our social media for our next big giveaway, and it's sponsored by some great local businesses. Frank Steiner, Faded Barbershop for Men, and Lulu Birds.
2: We have been giving away some great stuff lately, and we have a very special giveaway coming up that isn't for those silly mm-hmm. people on mm-hmm. Facebook. This one's exclusive for you, our listener.
1: Yeah, just for you listeners. So we are putting together the biggest giveaway we have ever done with stuff like K-Town Connects merch, gift certificates, to more places than I can even mention, and so much more.
2: This one will not be mentioned on social media one bit, so keep this between us. There's just two things you need to do to be eligible for this giveaway. One... Listen to the K-Town Connects podcast, which you're doing, so you got that one. And two, drop us an email to ktownconnects at yahoo.com.
1: That's right. Drop us a line in the subject line, raffle, and we will send you back a message confirming that we got it and you are entered to win. It's seriously that easy. It is that easy, Jason.
2: That easy. And don't worry. We're not one of those evil corporations who are going to send your email address Mm. out to those annoying spammers. And we aren't one of those annoying companies that are going to bombard you with emails every time we trim our toenails. Nope. We're keeping it simple here, folks. Just drop us a line, and you are entered to win this great prize.
1: Yep. We will be drawing a winner on a live video, which will come at the end of this second season around late June. So stay tuned.
2: Yeah, it's going to be a great prize.
1: There's so much good stuff in there, and every week we're adding stuff.
2: You have stuff that you don't like you can give away for gifts. You you can make your mom happy, Mm -hmm. give her a gift card to someplace, and... Yeah, lots of great stuff, some some great merch in there. There's a K-Town Connects hoodie. Yeah. Keep you warm. Lemon the- Street
1: mug, courtesy yeah. of me, a board member of Lemon Street. Wow, yeah. amazing.
2: <laughs> All right, so we're here talking to uh, John Collins. And so when we left you, John, you were uh, work as a teacher at Wilson Elementary School, but also at that time you were starting to get involved with politics.
0: Yeah, I had been, uh, I guess when I was growing up, the family dinner table was involved with uh, discussion of current events and opinions. Oh, nice! <laughs> no, no, no pies were thrown. No, okay. no pot roast was dropped. It was just sort of like uh, sometimes heated discussions. Uh, mm-hmm. So out of that, I, I think grew an interest in political life, what's going on in the world, and all of that. So, uh,
2: did your mom and dad have different opinions on things? Oh, they yes. it out and stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh <laughs> yes,
0: they would. By uh, my, my, they would. They would. One would have one opinion. The other would. I uh, sort of automatically have the other one. That's I mean, crazy. it's sort of like, you know, that that was fine. Into my yeah, mind. that's good. My mother would remind my father, she said, I'm going down to the polls just so I, I cancel out your vote.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but uh, any, Anyway, so, you know, I, I always had that that sort of, I did a lot of reading and thinking, and there was just always political discussion in our house. Uh, so I got in, got involved in the local Democratic Party, became chairman I was chairman for years and years and active in the state Democratic Party, all that. and then um, uh, ran for office in 78. I was teaching school at the same time that I was active in the Democrat. that was kind of my sideline was the Democratic Party stuff. Mm-hmm. I was the school teacher. And one would call, I guess, a political activist. I was active in the in the political in the party. Yeah. And then I uh, there was an opening for county clerk in 1978, and I ran for that and won. And then the rest of it is history. I you know ended up there. So all of us all of us have different journeys we take through this life of ours, and there are all of these really interesting points at which all of a sudden everything changes and goes that way. Yeah. Um, some people, you know, say, well, they, you know, God closes the door but opens a window. Sometimes he locks the window up, too. <laughs> so you just have to be persistent and keep pushing around and figuring out what you want to do. So after my political career in Wisconsin, I, in Kenosha, uh, I ended up working in Madison for state government for a long time, going... Some really interesting things there. And each one of those phases, whether I was teaching school, whether I was the county clerk, whether I was the county executive, or whether I was working for one of the departments in Madison, I ended up coming out of that with a whole new set of, I, of no, a whole set of knowledge that I didn't have before I went in. Mm-hmm. So that's all. That's that's I think the cool part of yeah. different jobs. If you're doing one thing, you do it for your whole life, and the only thing you know how to do is that, and the only perspective you have is that then you know, you're kind of flat.
2: Yeah. yeah. So 78, you run for the Kenosha County Clerk, mm-hmm. and you, you won your very first time. You're going for election.
0: That was a tough one, and it was. I had a, we had a recount. I won really? by oh. a small number of votes.
2: you remember who you beat?
0: Uh, yes, I do, and he is no longer with us. Okay. We had there three people. And two, the other two are deceased. Nothing to do with a nothing to do with the election. <laughs> they they but, lost to you, so yeah, doing. yeah. So uh, one of them ended up being a very good friend and passed away recently. It was Ed moved out of town? Uh, because this stuff should not be should not be personal. Mm-hmm. It should not be personal, mm-hmm. and it's it, it it gets that way. It always has. Mm-hmm. And it always will. But it's. You know, I've had people getting into political phrase with, and ended up being very close friends with over the years. Yeah. So that's the way it's. I think it's
2: healthy to, to have people with different beliefs too. That way, you can kind of see yeah, them different you know, ways.
0: you have to have smart people. And <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, it's uh, seriously, uh, you know, uh, you uh, you have to listen to people, and sometimes that's a shortcoming that I have. It's <laughs> repeated to me by people who disagreed with me many times.
2: Saying,
0: <laughs> you are stubborn you don't listen yeah yeah I have listened but I don't think you're right
2: <laughs> so. was that a four-year term that
0: was at that point it was a two-year term okay you got elected and then you started running again yeah it you know, seems like it yourself. never stopped so now they changed it afterwards making it a four-year term okay uh the they county they, they call them uh, you know they're the line county line officers mm-hmm. because they were just sort of like you know this is there's the clerk and there's the treasurer and there's the register of deeds, and there's the sheriff and there's the district attorney. And those people are, you know, those are the people that hmm. have got administrative responsibilities. And in the in the early nineties, early eighties, excuse me, they created the office of county executive. That oh, okay. sort of folded a lot of that, except those responsibilities that had been assigned that were legally set aside for the county treasurer or the county clerk or the register of deeds. Those are still continue as they have since the eighteen forties. But the county executives responsible for it like being the GM, the general manager, CEO of the county
2: government. And then you ran for that in eighty six. In eighty six. Yeah, how would that go? That election? Oh,
0: I would That went damn well. Thank <laughs> Obviously, you, you want. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, landslide. Yeah, was it a landslide? Yeah, it was a landslide. That was a first and last landslide I had.
2: So in '86, you're coming on as a Kenosha executive, right. and that's when Kenosha the, is that's
0: when a hit, period that's of it That's when it hit the fan.
2: Yes, I mean, that's the year the Chrysler oh, came in.
0: Oh God! Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's unbe- unbelievable. All of this stuff happened within within a two-year period. Mm-hmm. Chrysler and AMC were doing this dance. Yeah. Nobody knew where the dance was going to end. Well, at least I didn't, and I don't think local officials knew where the dance was going to end. But there was a dance going on. Mm-hmm. Here you had Chrysler and AMC making some large-scale corporate decisions, and none of us knew what they were going to be. So Chrysler, Chrysler um, essentially bought AMC, and because because they wanted the Jeep line, and okay. There was all this trouble that followed. One of the VPs of Chrysler came to visit me in the courthouse, and he said, "Here's what I need. We've got some choices here. We're going to make these cars, these these K-body cars, uh, the smaller cars they had, any whatever they were. Um, we're going to make them in Kenosha. Or we're going to make them in Detroit. Mm-hmm. If we make them in Detroit, you guys are out of business.
2: Yeah. <laughs> all the
0: all the jobs are gone
2: here." And about how many jobs were in Kenosha? Five thousand
0: eight hundred. Wow. wow. <laughs> and at one point, at one point, American Motors employed thirteen thousand people here in Kenosha. And Ooh. this was back when Kenosha was a smaller town. We yeah. we were a mass importer of workers we exported product we imported workers Hmm. you could drive down 52nd street at early in the morning and you would see cars from waukegan and milwaukee loaded with guys they would drop them off at the gates of the of american motors and they'd go in plus all the workers they had here
2: so how did they lose half of or over half in by the 80s they were basically they were on oxygen because
0: american motors was never had not been economically like, stable forever. They had a very it was a very small company with a very limited number of vehicles okay. styles
2: of vehicles. They had their heyday in the seventies there. Yeah, or the 60s. They had
0: you know they would have an, a good selling car and that would run out and they didn't have any other thing anything else to sell. Okay. Where GM if the big cars were were popular, they could sell you a Cadillac.
2: Mm-hmm. If
0: the small cars they could sell, were popular, they could sell you a small Chevrolet. So they had a full platter of things to prove, ah, okay. to, to sell you. you know, American Motors didn't have that luxury. Yeah. So they were on the threshold of bankruptcy. They they were essentially bought out by the French.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so so
2: Renault came in. Yeah.
0: Renault, yeah, Renault came. Renault came in here. Renault started. Making, uh, doing final assembly on French made cars here in Kenosha.
2: I had an alliance with such a piece of junk.
0: I had, uh, all the I never had one, but I did have the the, the second model, <laughs> which was the. Encore. Okay. Which was the same thing. It was not. It was not the best car. I had one of those for several years. Uh, anyway. Anyway. So they here. They had all this. They had all of these uh, products that that uh, Renault needed made in Kenosha, and it fit right. It fit hand and glove in. So they were mm-hmm. making Renault here, and then Chrysler cut a deal with the French and all of that. And it ended up, over the course of time, causing the plant here to close. But that was in 86. That was just starting to heat up. The guy from Chrysler came to my office, and he said, he he took out a legal pad, drew a line down the middle. He said, I'm going to make a list on one side of what they will give me in Michigan (laughs) to keep their factory here. And I'm going to make on the other side what you will give me in Kenosha, Wisconsin, Mm -hmm. to keep the factory here. He said, what I need from you, when he... The state gave him a pile of money. They tore up railroad tracks. They put new railroad tracks in, and they said to me, "We need uh, a parking lot paved. We can't mm-hmm. we can't pave parking lots on private property. Sorry, we can't do that." He said, "Okay, fine. That solves that problem," <laughs> uh, implying they were going to close the factory. Well, so we had to give get some money and give it to the Economic Development Corporation, which then turned and gave it to Chrysler to pay somebody else to do this. It's so oh, a lot of money, uh, and then the whole thing just went.
2: Yeah, because I mean, I was a kid at the time, but it seemed like you know we you know, we saw AMC was going down the tubes, but then we it almost seemed like Chrysler was coming in, scooping it up, and going to save the day kind of thing. That's okay. how it kind of appeared to the to the general public at the time, and that didn't happen. It just, and just and just within it, like two years, it was there uh, gone.
0: Eighty, yeah, it, it it over a course of a very short period of time, Chrysler had their intern they're sitting in board meetings, mm-hmm. trying to figure this out. They've got a product that they're selling, that they are still manufacturing. That's selling selling high, but they can't make it anymore because it's programmed to go. Mm-hmm. They took that and put it in Kenosha to finish off the production of it. And as long as it was selling, they had uh, that a big one, a bigger car, an M-body, I think it was, and they had the smaller one. So they were they were making end runs on these cars that's a wrong term sounds like you're playing football <laughs> but you know what i'm talking about it was yeah. it was after they needed their their capacity in detroit to make a new car they had to stop making this car and they hadn't, but they were still selling so they moved it and started making it in kenosha wisconsin okay. and they cut all kinds of deals so the state gave them a lot of money we got a lot of that money came back Mm-hmm. At the end, because we embarrassed Chrysler, because there was a lot of Chrysler generated a lot of bad publicity. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and Lee Coca was getting embarrassed, mm-hmm. and they just decided to cash out. They gave us a lot of money. I negotiated the uh, the removal of the factory buildings. Oh, he was calling me to tell me that they were going to cl- cease production of car of automobiles. They were going to keep the engine line, which they kept for what twenty years, but they were gonna stop making vehicles here. Hmm. I said, Oh my god. He said, What what can I do to help? I thought for a second, I said, well, here's what I need. All of the buildings that you guys are not gonna use, take them down. Yeah. I don't want them here because it's gonna look like South Bend, Indiana. Mm-hmm. You'll have these big hulking buildings sitting in the middle of town
2: forever. Rotting away.
0: Rotting away and nobody is gonna nobody is gonna come in here. I mean there were people foolishly saying, Oh, well, you keep those buildings because we're gonna come in here and we're
2: gonna put mm-hmm. it in.
0: No, no, That's no. You're gonna up. No, no, no. So all those buildings got taken down, all of them. We got the development downtown on the lakefront. That was all on Simmons Factory. That was then American Motors. And, of course, that hundred and some acres that John Anna Raymond is trying to figure out what to do with yeah. in uh, in the middle of town. Yeah. Uh, all of those were taken. It cost Chrysler hundreds of millions of dollars to take all that. It, but it was all taken down and carted away. Mm-hmm. So now we've got some opportunity in the city of Kenosha to redevelop that and make something useful for future generations other than
1: having some rat-infested old factory oh, building. You're
2: you know, what, there, yeah, rotting away there, What are you
1: going to do with it? <laughs> you know, what are you going to do with it? What would you like to be there on that spot? What would you like to see? What's your
2: dream?
0: I don't. My dream is not to have a bunch of housing there yeah, uh, because it's going to, you know, I think the mayor is on the right track with trying to find some unique little techie things that can move in there. You're not going to have any place there that manufactures mm-hmm. products nope. because how are you going to get them out of town? You're going to mm-hmm. put them on a truck like they used to with the AMCs
2: mm-hmm.
0: and yeah, drive listen, them out 52nd Street, stoplight, 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 Well, if you want to go old
2: school, the train tracks are right there.
0: Yeah, exactly. The train tracks. <laughs> they, they could They could do it. That's, that's conceivable. The truth of the matter is that just prior to Chrysler pulling the plug, there were discussions with them about building a new factory Oh. because that factory was 100 years old, yeah. out of date, and not where they wanted it anymore. They wanted it out by the interstate.
1: Makes sense. Mm. Easier to move.
0: So there was discussion. It never got beyond, let's talk about this sort of thing. But the state was willing to help them build mm-hmm. something probably for less money than it, than they started with
2: Foxconn. Uh, oh so yeah, so I remember something else up. right? <laughs> yeah, well, I remember as a kid, uh, the seeing the trucks coming for oh, yeah. the cars back and forth. Yeah. Well, can, from the-
0: can you imagine this? You are the not some guy who works at the motors, not some guy who lives down this street but the person who is responsible to go to the board of directors of the company <laughs> and say, i got a plan. We're going to have this big old factory. It's going to be six miles down a busy street with stoplights, and that's where we're going to do final assembly, but we're going to make the bodies in Milwaukee and put them right. on a truck and drive them down Highway 41 later uh, at I-94 and drive them in and have them lined up here to get in and put – no. And they look at you, because that's not how car, car factories, if you look at the one in outside of Rockford, Illinois, mm-hmm. is a big, long tube. The metal goes out one end, the tires go in here, the, the, the motors that they got from somewhere go here, and they all line up. And it goes well, up, and they put it together. This makes is, sense. And the, the, the factory downtown that old man Simmons built mm-hmm. back in the, starting in the 1800s, they had they had lines that moved up and from one from one floor down to another and over that way it made yeah, it was like
2: a four story building wasn't it yeah. yeah
0: or parts of it yeah yeah anyway it's all interesting and mm. if i when i open my car factory <laughs> <laughs> when i open my car factory with the cool little cars like when i was a little kid and i modded these plastic models and made these these aerodynamic cars when i start making those in real life I'm going to get a new factory, not an
1: old one. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I yeah. want to see the history center move to the Chrysler uh, site. I'm on board there. The history center. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Our good friend Chris Allen loves the show. Oh, yeah. Chris is wonderful. Yes, he what is. A, what a
0: great find. I that mean, man I love is. the
1: location where it's at, but I just think it would be it's, a whole new place. The, in the, the Chrysler building where site. we are now is. Has problems. It's, mm-hmm.
0: you know, when you take a building that's been used for, built for one purpose,
1: and turn it into something else.
0: And you start, hell, it's older than I am. Mm-hmm. So it's very old. It's an old. Still had that the water
1: damage from last yeah, year. Yeah,
0: and we're just last week, we had local contractor digging rooting around, trying to, you know, the, all this is salvageable stuff. So if um, one of your sponsors mm-hmm. wants to write out a check for maybe 15, 20 million <laughs> bucks. Oh, there we go. Talk to Kevin down at the diner. Yes. He's, he's got he's
2: got a pocket <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he's listening to the show I right now. <laughs>
0: uh, but somebody's got you know uh, that's what it's going to take. Right. And in fact, we just before when the pandemic hit, uh, I'm in charge of the building the building committee at the at the center, and we had just contracted with Kamosi Architects to do a plan for us, and we were just going to get it when all of this stuff. Mm. Now we'll be back. This summer we'll
1: get the yeah. Because we'll uh, the history center is going to be opening the second week of May. Yeah, I'm hearing. Yeah, I yeah. talked to Chris today. Yeah. And he was telling me about the the grand new reopening, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. So you know,
0: I mean, uh, but the building is we got stuff stuck in here and mm-hmm. stuff stuck in here, and that's kind of not. It works, uh, and uh, we're very grateful to the city of Kenosha and mm-hmm. Mayor Anteremian and the rest of them who have allowed us to use this right. to use that facility for very reasonable. Uh, it's a nice idea. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> I just feel it's so buried back there. When, it, when people think of the museums in Kenosha, they never think. You know, this is a hand to mouth operation. Right. And uh, we don't, you know, it's not a lot of cash. Mm-hmm. It's not like
0: we can go out and say, I got to go to the bank and say, give me, uh, we just got a report done. <laughs> and it says that it's going to cost us $12 million to build a building that fee- meet our needs. So why don't you let us borrow, oh, $12.5 million? Because, yeah. you know, things happen. Yeah. Uh, that isn't the way it works. Yeah. So you have to have you know ten million dollars to start with. Oof. So you know, so we're Oof. looking around. Maybe how about the back room at Luigi's? Hey, <laughs> you know. can put it right in there. We could have some old. We have some old pizzas. Yeah, maybe a couple of beer bottles that so we're left As long on. as we can
2: use it on Mondays to record our yeah. show. Okay, you
0: got
1: it. You got yeah, it. Go. It's a deal. Well, and why is it the Kenosha History Center and not the Kenosha History Museum? Because
0: I, because somebody.
1: Screwed up. How's
0: that? How's that? I don't know. Okay, it was right. always the Kenosha County, first of all, the stuffy name of it is the Kenosha County Historical Society. Mm. And when they moved down there, everything, everybody is a center now. Nobody has like things, they have centers. So there was the Brookside Nursing Home. We renamed that the Brookside Care Center. So it's a shopping center. Everything is, everything is a center. So this thing became the Kenosha County History Center, and people don't know it's a museum. Yeah. So we're trying to fudge around and figure out how to put a new sign up that says "Flashing Lights." This is a museum, <laughs> because people don't know what it is. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. It's my favorite museum in town too. Yeah,
1: mine. Mine as Oh, well. I love it. And uh,
0: I, you know, I live downtown. I live by the museums. All of them are just great. I mean, mm-hmm. the, two, the two city museums. My kids come from Chicago or other places in Illinois. They come to visit. And uh, they take the little kids over to the museum. So oh, well, yeah. These, yeah. Are, these are, for a city this size, these are first-class museums. I agree.
1: Mm-hmm. We're totally very agree. lucky to have these in our town. And, but we
0: don't have a children's museum, though. We should have mm-hmm. one of those. We could have children posing in different positions. You know? <laughs>
1: there we go. <laughs> so, John, you are um,
2: retired, I use that in quotes, but you're pretty active. Like you just talked about, you're on the History Center board. You also serve on the... Harbor Market Board and the Shalom Board and the Shalom Board. Shalom wow.
0: Board. Uh, each of these is different, and I enjoy all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm in a different phase of life with each of them. Mm-hmm. The, I'm, I'm relatively new on the on the History Center Board and on the Harbor Market Board. I served for two years as the as the pre- board chair of Shalom, and before that, I was very. I've done, I've been there for a long time. Okay, and was there helping to re- to put the new buildings up and all that. Mm. Uh, now I'm past I got the little titles called Shalom yeah. Center another center Shalom Center
1: that's Shalom Center. <laughs> <laughs> you do a lot of work with the Kiwanis as well I am a,
0: yeah I was a past governor of the just Wisconsin Upper Michigan Kiwanis and the very active member of the uh, Western Kiwanis mm. who, put a, who up until last year put on this wonderful thing called Taste of Wisconsin and mm. we'll do yeah. it again next year.
1: That's a shame for
0: it this just year, uh, buddy. you know and we had we had it was di- it was just very difficult. Sitting there, and we had to make this decision, and I, I frankly was didn't want to make that decision. I, I supported moving ahead, but there's just so many unknowns, and then you've got the time frame of mm-hmm. this is coming up in August, and we're looking around the room saying we don't have our stuff together. Right, you
1: got to get the sponsors. You got
0: oh, yeah. go to get all the people to help set up. You say you're you you sponsored last year. You gave us a check for five thousand dollars. Okay, and we want you to come back, man. We want you back. Right. Mm-hmm. And give us a check for another 5,000. We'll put a big sign up, and we'll put your name on everything. And they said, you know, we don't know. Is, are you going to have it? We yeah. said, we think so. Well, you know, are you going to have like 60,000 people over that three-day period? Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know. It could be 12,000, or maybe uh, you can't give them the food virtually. So we don't know. We don't really know. Yeah what's going to happen and some people said you know no i don't i think we'll skip this year right and we don't want to be the sponsor if somebody gets sick i don't think anybody going to get sick there but i mean it's like well, okay. there's a covid outbreak or it's something there's a covid right? outbreak mm-hmm. and you know we don't want to be uh, this covid outbreak sponsored by yeah. <laughs> right. you Makes know sense. um you know so that doesn't work real well that doesn't work real well mm-hmm. that doesn't work
1: well, i'm looking forward to coming back in 2022 because it's one of my favorite events Can i tell you something
0: please do our Kiwanis club uses that money we made a a, a handsome profit off of that that money goes to a variety of places. We have a we we give uh, the Shalom Center food pantry uh, depending on the year five six thousand dollars. That's a lot of money, uh, a lot of a lot of tuna, cans of tuna you can buy with that kind of money. <laughs> we, uh, money goes into to scholarships for high school for local high school kids.
2: It's a good cause. Yeah,
0: spending money on beer can have a reward. <laughs> there we go. I like that.
2: I Amazing. Like that. And okay. then finally, you also. Are diving into writing lately. I see you have a lot of interesting pieces on Kenosha.com.
0: Well, yeah, I I like to do that. It's I, I'm not there on a routine basis. It's periodically when the when the good Lord moves me. <laughs> or somebody calls and says, hey, could you do something about, write something about that
1: And I five six hundred word piece. Yeah, you did a great piece on Ashleens on St. Patrick's Day.
0: Oh, that was, that yes. That a great piece. Oh, yes. I,
2: I and you do it. a lot of like history of Kenosha kind of thing about the, the street number system. The, yeah, yeah, some
0: it's, little stuff like that. Yeah, yeah it's stuff, interesting. Stuff stuff.
2: Stuff. So I've, been, I've read it all. And, oh, yeah, thank you. I know somebody had to read it. My <laughs>
0: wife said no, she wasn't going to read it. I don't
2: know <laughs> who was going to read it. Now I found <laughs> out. It, it, I was the one. I was the, the one.
0: No, it's a joy doing that kind of stuff and I enjoy I'm the kind of guy, if I'm walking down the street somewhere now, somebody will ask a question, I start to get a whole explanation about what (laughs) what used to be here. I drove my kids crazy. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Driving around town with the kids in the back and say, I remember when this used to be? Uh,
2: and then, uh, uh, I eat that up. I'm a historian myself, so I, I, I eat that stuff up.
0: They preferred could to say in 10 years this other thing is going to be there. <laughs> that right. they would
1: be, and right, I, right. they would like to hear. Yeah. So you were the uh, county executive for uh, 12, 12 years. 12 years. 12 years. And Jim Cruiser kind of worked under you. Jim and was
0: my Jim. Uh, Jim was my administrative assistant for most of the time. Uh, it's it's an interesting story. I was, uh, which I'll try to make brief. Um, Jim, uh, I had bumped into him along with a gr- other kids. <laughs> that's been a while back, obviously, but a young, young. Uh, there was a, a group of at Parkside mm-hmm. uh, students, uh, politically active little group, and they were out working on various campaigns around. And I, that's I kind of knew who he was, but I didn't know him real well. And uh, I was, was a county clerk, and there was. My deputy came in my office and said, "This this guy out there that said he knows you." And I looked around the corner and I said, uh, "Yeah, he's a long-haired guy over kid, You know, said, "Come on, now, what's wrong?" He said he needed he needed to have an internship. Oh. He needed to have an internship because he was going to graduate from Parkside, but he needed six credits, which is you have to get through an internship. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, so I said, "This is." You know, so work for free sure come on yeah. <laughs> I, I, paid, I paid him a little bit i said uh, so i went down i said come back and see me tomorrow i went to the personnel shop i said can we do this I said yeah i said okay so we talked a little bit with okay fine this is not a big deal mm-hmm. so he came in the next day and I, we took him to lunch and i said okay what here what do you what do you need he said i only need money for gasoline he said i'm living with my parents i'm in school so i can only need money for gasoline He <laughs> said don't give me that crap you need beer money <laughs> <laughs> said, i'll tell you what I'll, I'll give you like six bucks an hour which was
1: well, you know and that
0: was you know not bad back then, this, yeah. that was part-time sort of stuff he said, "Oh my
1: God, we've been friends ever since." And now he's um, he's not going to run again. He's he telling me he's going to be retiring. Who would you like to see as his replacement? I don't know. Um,
0: Becky Matoska, the uh, Becky Menteck Metoska, the the clerk of courts, has announced, and I, I, I like her. Mm-hmm. I like her a lot. She's she's smart, and she's also has this uh, personality where she'll tell you what she thinks, nice. uh, pretty directly, and I like that. And she's been in county government for a while. Which is unique to other governments. It's different. It's different. So I think she would be a damn good candidate. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I like her. She called me and asked me. I to, told me she was going to run before she did. And I appreciated that a lot. Oh, very mm-hmm. nice. So she's 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 smart and uh, she's got she's tough. So that's a, those are a couple of good things you have to have. Yeah. Because let me tell you, you get you get you everybody get put through the ringer. Everybody pulls is pulling on you at the yeah. same time.
2: Yeah, about uh, bet. All right. Well, I think that about does it for our second segment. We're going to take another quick break here, and we'll be right back with. Uh, uh, some quick connects with John Collins. Dave and Tina Chapman purchased the Letter Machine in 2002 and has been family-owned operated for 33 years. Their main focus is embroidery, screen printing, and other ways to make your business name known. They love working with the customers to help them achieve a look that represents their business properly at a cost that will work within their budget. That's the Letter Machine, 720 50th Street. Find them online at
1: thelettermachine.com. The Pine Blossom is a boutique shop in downtown Kenosha filled with treasures for every taste. Local art, stylish clothing, gifts, home decor, homemade jewelry, upcycle furniture, and more. Stop on by 5925 6th Avenue A. They're open Thursday and Friday, 11 to 5, Saturday 10 to 4, Sunday 11 to 3. Check them out. The Pine Blossom in downtown Kenosha.
2: All right, we're back from that second break.
1: And now it's time for Quick Connects. And Quick Connects is brought to you by Washed Out locally owned hair products. From the suit and tie businessman to the motorhead leather jacket rocker. Washed Out is loved by those seeking the best hair products at an affordable price. If you want that great me, Donnie Stancato look, visit WashedOutHairUs.BigCartel.com for details.
0: For sure.
1: All right. (laughs) <laughs> All right, you ready? You ready for these quick connects? John?
0: I don't have a clue. So you give me, you throw them, and I will, uh, I will duck them. Perfect.
1: The All right. Favorite famous Kenosha. Al uh, Molinero. Oh, for tasting more, it's encore. Uh, yes, that's right.
2: Wonderful guy. Met him a couple of times. Oh, nice. Oh yeah. Uh, the mayor had good things to say about him too. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, he was in that one Weezer video. Oh yeah. I was.
0: Uh, there's a. We did a play in Kenosha back in the '80s, and he was. I took his position because of some personnel issue he had with somebody else in Kenosha here, but that's a whole different mm. thing. Oh, he came and well. he came and coached me.
1: Oh, very oh, nice. Cool. nice,
0: nice man. Used to sneak into Kenosha periodically and just walk around. It was kind of, oh, you know.
1: <laughs> We need that statue of him. Oh yeah,
0: down right.
2: somewhere. yeah, for sure. All right, now try not to be partial here, but what is your favorite annual Kenosha event?
0: Oh, let's see. <laughs> How about it's a tie between. Taste of Wisconsin and Harbor Market. How's that? Ah, uh,
1: Got them both in. You're
2: still a politician.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. What was the worst job you ever had?
0: Oh, the worst job I ever had was a janitor at a uh, discount house. Where I had to go in after the place closed at 10 o'clock in the morning, they locked me in, Ooh. and I had to scrub the bathrooms and oh. uh, and, uh, and until they let me out at 8 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> and I had to walk walk to work and back about two miles each way. But that'll that'll give you that'll give you some gumption if nothing else, All
2: right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. What's your favorite park in Kenosha?
0: I like Wolf and Butel Park. I like the parks along the lake shore because yeah, that's where I beautiful. Mm-hmm. All
1: right, what was the last great meal you had in Kenosha? Oh, the last great meal in Kenosha? Is, uh, I had a
0: great meal last night at a friend's house, but that's probably not what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, anything that I have had... At the Casa Capri or the Villa di Carlo. Oh,
1: there yeah. There you go. Two fantastic places. Love Italian food. They're mm-hmm. mm-hmm. good. Not
0: bad for an Irish guy, huh? <laughs> All
2: right. This is a tough one here. Which now closed Kenosha business do you wish you could bring back?
0: Oh, Jack Andreas. I yeah. love Jack Andreas. Aren't so they much. supposed to be coming back? Aren't just temporary? Uh, no, no. No, they, you know, I was, I called. Dave, the owner, and I, when they were closing it, I said, I was almost in tears. Oh, yeah. I said His you daughter know, I, just didn't want to do it anymore? No, it's a situation that, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. basically, how many generations can you hand something off? Right. And uh, I've been going there since I was in Boy Scouts. I would stop there. And <laughs> so it's like, you know, a long time. Yeah. It's a great spot. I miss it dearly every day. Hmm. And I go to cigar college there every, mm-hmm. uh, cigars all yeah. summer,
2: no more. They had a great cigar selection yep, there.
1: yep. All right. In which Kenosha bar do you think you spent the most money at? Oh well, let's see. Uh, that is currently in existence.
2: No, no, it doesn't have to be.
1: Oh, let's see. That's a that's a long <laughs> list, guys.
0: That's a long list. I would say the Bartley House, uh, the bar, at the Bartley House. A lot, a lot of money there. And um, at TG's back when it was Chet's bar, okay. I spent a lot of time
2: there. Good.
0: They give me a room in the back. <laughs>
2: Where in Kenosha would you recommend someone go for a first date?
0: I would send them to the Casa.
2: Casa Capri. I'd come yeah. to
0: Casa Capri. It's always, it's always right. nice there.
2: Yeah, it's very romantic in there, too.
0: <laughs> yes, it is. I was going to send them to the spot, but, you know.
2: <laughs> then I, When's the last time you swam in Lake Michigan?
0: On purpose? <laughs> Either way. I haven't been in Lake Michigan I uh, in a long time. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember the last time I went swimming in Lake Michigan. Mm-hmm. I've seen people doing it yeah. off of my window, but <laughs> it's usually the water is too cold.
2: Yeah, you have to wait till like September that's for a, it to warm up. Yeah, right. All right, and our last quick and question: Big Star or the Spot?
0: Oh, I well, I that's another. How do you how do you make I uh, I like this the steak sandwich at the Spot. Okay, all right. Along with our nice, nice ripper to wash it down. not not a bad thing. Yeah, yeah.
1: All right, well, that was our Quick Connects, and that was brought to you by Washed Out Locally Owned Hair Products. Check them out at washedouthairus.bigcartel.com for more. And And what time is it now? Ding, ding, ding. I think it's trivia time.
2: That's right, and trivia is brought to you by Coming Up Roses, cleaning and organizing. For a professional experience at an affordable price, contact Coming Up Roses for your home or office needs. No job is too big, no job is too small. Search Coming Up Roses on Facebook or give them a call at 262-748-6978 to see what they can do for you.
1: And I'm going to clean up on this trivia versus John Collins. Yeah,
2: yeah. All right, John. So uh, we have five questions for each you. I'm quaking in my boots. They are multiple choice. So you're and telling
1: me I have a chance.
2: Yeah. A multiple choice. <laughs> yes.
1: This
0: isn't like a, you have to write like a long answer? No, no, nothing like no, that. No, I'm no, trying no.
2: to keep it pretty easy for you guys. Okay. And then when I did my research on you, I saw you're originally from uh, the UP. Uh, the UP, eh? I don't know if you ever really got back or if you like take any heritage in your roots or anything.
0: I know, where the, I know where the
2: UP is. Okay, well this is going to be Youper trivia. Okay, see if I can find something. All right. So we're going to start with our guest, John. What term is used for someone who grew up in the Lower Peninsula but moved to the Upper Peninsula? Is it turncoat, schmuck, or trooper?
0: I've never used those. We usually <laughs> refer to people who are from the Lower Peninsula as trolls because they live down below the bridge. <laughs> ah. I think I'd call them a trooper.
2: You would be right. <laughs> trooper is correct. He's up one nothing on you,
1: Donnie.
2: the dialect of the Uper has been influenced by many different backgrounds of the people who settled there. Which of the following groups did not have a major influence on the region?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Was it the Irish, the Scandinavians, or the Finnish? Scandinavians. That is incorrect. <sighs> ah, incorrect. It is the Irish. Ah. All right, John, question number two for yep. you. What is the name of the common UP pastry filled with sliced meat and onions?
0: Well, oh, You don't slice the meat up. You grind it up. It's called a pasty.
2: I guess you didn't even need the multiple choices, wow. and, you put,
0: and, you put, and, and if you do it right, you put rutabagas in them. I mean, and that <laughs> sign says, if you go to the pasty shop, it says with or, mid or mid out. Meaning you put you want the, the rutabagas in or not. <laughs> Always get
1: them with them in.
2: You're going to get smoked on this, Donnie. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> I'm used to it in this trivia.
2: Donnie? Yep. The word ja, J-A, is commonly used in the U-P to replace the word yes. What language does that word come from? Chinese, Scandinavian, or Slavic?
1: Scandinavian.
2: What is the word? Scandinavian? Can you say the word? No. Scandinavian? B. You are correct, Scandinavian.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: So two to one. <laughs> John, number three. Since 1984, what has been the slogan for the Upper Peninsula? Is it, "Uper today, Uper tomorrow, eh? I, is,
0: can I just cut, you, cut to the chase? Because I had a bumper sticker on the back <laughs> of, my <laughs> tr- of my red truck that said "Say Yada to UPA."
2: <laughs> that is correct. Once again,
0: I had a red pickup with a big long sticker on the back of it that said "Say Yada to UPA."
2: <laughs> and that's a slogan that they've been using since '84. Wow! Wow! You know, what, I that, you know where it came from?
0: Because the state of Michigan ran an ad ran an ad campaign that says, say yes, yes to Michigan. And the U.P., of oh, okay. course, had to be, you know, slap them in the face and say, say yada to the
2: U.P., eh? <laughs> See, I think Wisconsin needs to declare war on Michigan because they, they took our Upper Peninsula. They got their lake, you yeah. know. They, but I digress. All right, Donnie, number three. All right. You got one right at least so uh-huh. far. Donnie, what is known as one of the great wonders of the world in the U.P.? Is it the Reed River Basin? The Sioux Locks Waterway? Or the Gipper Plateau? Gipper Plateau. Incorrect. Ah, nice. It would be the Locks Waterway. And the,
0: the other one is the, gig, the largest living organism in the world, which is a gigantic mushroom that grows underground and covers like three
2: counties. Wow. Wow. I didn't, uh, didn't see that, that in my know. research. That's interesting. Right. That's interesting. I just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, number four. What is the longest straight highway in Michigan known as? The Sini Straits. You got it.
1: <laughs> Did you guys talk this over before? No. I mean,
2: these are, you know, I grew up there. <laughs> I came up with these other answers. Clemens, Corridor, and the Winer Way. I, I took people that were from Michigan and put them in and made uh, these uh, the, other ones. You're not the
0: Sini Straits, I've
2: been down that. Hmm. Donnie? Let's do this. What is panu kaku? Is it baked custard and sauce, a native cheesecake, or pork kebabs with vegetables?
1: Pork kebabs with vegetables. <laughs> Incorrect.
2: <laughs> it is baked custard in sauce. Oh. you know that one, John? Oh, I should have asked on that I one. I could have
0: figured I could have figured it
2: out. You would have guessed it though. Alright. Right? Right. Number five, you're gonna get this one, so <laughs> Maybe. I think you are. One cannot you're, tell. John, what is a chuck? C-H-O-O-K. A chuck? Yes.
0: Give me my, give me my choice. Oh, you need the
2: so that Uh is it a shot of whiskey, a knit winter cap, or a snow chipmunk? A chuck, A chuck, C-H-O-O-K.
0: Never heard the word before, but I'm going to guess it's the cap.
2: You would be a good guess. You're right. right. Five for five. Wow. Donnie? Let's see if I
1: can add a little credibility to my score here.
2: Approximately what percentage of Michigan's total population lives in the UP? Hmm. 3%, 8%, or 13%? 8%. No. Well, three. 3%. Nobody
0: knows there anymore. Those uh, that moved. Uh, well,
2: John, with a perfect score, yeah, you yeah. have whooped Donnie yeah, in yeah, trivia. Yeah, right. You <laughs> win our prize, which is a bottle of Luprini's water. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> Congratulations. You are the winner. And that water is available for two for a dollar at Luperini's when right. they open back up some days, so hopefully soon. A couple soon. weeks, let's yeah.
1: hope. So maybe by the time this comes out, they're open. Who knows? Yeah. bottled water. <laughs>
2: Gave him the wrong one? The wrong one. Yeah, so that one. This we couldn't got, pick up.
0: Ga- another gas station's name on that
2: bottle. They're closed right now, so we couldn't pick up uh, <laughs> <laughs> supplies. But All right. That does it for our interview with John Collins. Thank you so much, John, for coming in and yes, uh, joining us you. in the studio today.
1: And you can find uh, some of his writings on Kenosha.com. Yeah. Um, and just – Check him out. You you write good stuff. And stop
2: down and see him down. He hangs out at Ashling sometimes. He's always downtown somewhere hanging out.
1: Check him out at the Harbor Market. I'm sure you'd be down there be down, when man. they open up. All right. Well, that was a was a great episode there, Jason. For let's, sure. Let's take a moment to thank our sponsors right. one more time. Oh, forget about that uh
2: kaiser's uh captain mike's lucci's grandview union park
1: tavern the pine blossom the lettering machine coming up roses cleaning and organizing washed out hair products frank's diner lulu birds faded barbershop for men
2: and last but not least lou Perini's gas and groceries
1: Alrighty, well jason i'm trying to figure out i'm just, I, I you know <laughs> 42 episodes and i'm just, i still don't know what are we doing here
2: I guess we're connecting Kenosha. Bingo. Bye everybody.
1: I'm from Kenosha. I say Kenosha. That great big busy town. Right in the middle of the USA between the